0: Najib Razak was found guilty today of all seven charges in the SRC international trial. He is the first former Malaysian Prime Minister to be charged on criminal counts and convicted. Judge Mohamed Nazlan Mohamed Ghazali, who presided over the trial, said the prosecution had successfully proven its case beyond a reasonable doubt for one count of abuse of power, three criminal breach-of-trust charges, and three money-laundering charges. I find the accused guilty, and I convict on all seven charges. By the Malaysian Insight, this is The People versus Najib Razak, Follow us into the courtroom where it all happens. I'm Patrick Teo. A sea of red and blue greeted Najib when he arrived at the court this morning. Ten buses carrying supporters from out of town and hundreds more who came on their own waited since 7 a.m. this morning for the former PM to arrive. As a security measure, the main gates of the court had been closed. Najib, who is usually driven up to the court lobby, decided to get down at the driveway leading up to the court and walk with his supporters to the entrance instead. Wearing a beige suit paired with a red and black striped tie, Najib was accompanied by chants of Hidup (laughs) Bosku and well wishes from his supporters as he slowly made his way to the entrance. Also accompanying him were members of his political party Amno. Amno President Zayed Hamidi sat next to Najib in the public gallery of the courtroom. Amno Deputy President Mohammed Hassan was also seated in the front row of the gallery. Judge Mohammed Naslan Mohammed Ghazali entered the courtroom at ten seventeen AM. He started by thanking the prosecution and defence for the professionalism and decorum throughout the trial. The judge then proceeded to read his summary judgment, starting with the abuse of power charge pursuant to Section Twenty Three of the MACC Act. In relation to the two two billion ringgit loans from Retirement Fund Inc. or KWAP on August twenty ninth, twenty eleven, and March twenty eighth, twenty twelve the judge said that the loans would not have come to be had Najib not interfered and given SRC the two government guarantees. Although Najib had denied that it was his intention to approve the KWAP loans, the judge said that Najib held a position of seniority and was the ultimate boss to more than one player in the civil service. He also said that Najib had the intention to use SRC as a vehicle of his private interest and he leveraged his position to do so. On the defense's argument that the prosecution could not establish a link between the 42 million ringgit received into Najib's account and the 4 billion ringgit in KWAP loans, Judge Naslan said it was not required of the prosecution to do so in their case to prove Najib's guilt. Therefore, the judge concluded that the defence had failed to refute beyond reasonable doubt Najib's abuse of power charge under Section One of the Malaysian Anti-Corruption Commission Act 2009. In relation to the three counts of criminal breach of trust under Section 409 of the Penal Code, Judge Naslan noted that despite funds moving out of SRC, The company did not question the legitimacy of the transactions, nor were there any allegations of wrongful debit. The defense had argued that the bank had acted on instruction letters that were emailed and possibly forged. The judge said that it was not out of the ordinary for companies to use documents that bear photocopied signatures of the signatories. He added that neither SRC or Najib had taken action against the bank. With regards to the forgery allegation, Judge Nazlan said that the allegation defied logic. He pointed out that this issue was not challenged before the commencement of trial, and that despite having appointed a handwriting expert, did not produce any evidence that it was in fact forged. The argument put by the defense that Najib was a victim of rogue bankers, businessman Low Tech Joe, and Nick Faisal Arif Kamil, the judge said that blaming others does not absolve the CBT charges against the former PM. In fact, Judge Naslan said, the defense's evidence did not diminish, but enhanced the perception of Najib having an overarching influence of Jolo and Nick Faisal. The transactions into Najib's account were affected to ensure there were enough funds in his account, and Jolo, on his part, was merely fulfilling his role. It is too far-fetched to imagine Najib would be a victim to a scam by a subordinate, Judge Naslan said, adding that the defense's argument was self-serving. Next, Judge Naslan addressed Najib's assertion that he was not aware about his account balances and that bank statements had been deliberately kept from him. There was no logical reason for not informing the account holder about the funds in the account, the judge said not to mention cheques running into large amounts were constantly being issued. If Najib had checked with his private secretary, the late Azlin Alias, before issuing cheques that there were funds, it's odd that he never asked what the balance was. Najib had testified that despite never asking the balance in his account, he had a sense that there were enough funds. Judge Naslan said that this was far-fetched. After he found out that the 42 million ringgit was in fact from SRC and not donations, the judge said Najib had not tried to return the money, but he ought to have done so. As a shareholder of the Minister of Finance Inc., which controlled SRC International, Najib had the duty to ensure the return of the funds. All roads lead to Rome, or in this case, Arabia, Judge Naslan said, referring to the defense's argument that the 42 million ringgit originated from Arab donations. He said the defense's argument that Najib received money from the late King Abdullah bin Abdulaziz al-Saud cannot be sustained because there is no evidence that Najib attempted to verify the donation or the purpose of it with the king or the government of Saudi Arabia. The judge said Najib merely took the words of Joe Lo, but he should have taken steps to verify the businessman's claim. You could have picked up the phone to do so, he said. Judge Naslan noted that there was never any official proclamation that the donation was a donation from one nation to another. Additionally, the claim that it was a donation from one government to another paid to a personal account made no sense. The donation was supposed to be used to defend moderate Islam and promote peace. But, Judge Naslan said, it was instead used for political activities on behalf of the Barisan National Coalition and for Najib's blatantly personal expenses such as trips to Italy and Hawaii this defense is unsustainable. It is fully contrived, the judge said. He ruled that defense had failed to raise reasonable doubt for the three counts of criminal breach of trust under Section 409 of the Penal Code. Having found Najib guilty for abuse of power and criminal breach of trust, Judge Naslan also found Najib guilty for three counts of money laundering under Section 4 of the Anti-Money Laundering Act, or AMLA. His willful blindness in relation to the remittance of 42 million ringgit, the court considered as knowledge. More than two hours later, Judge Naslan finally finished reading his judgment. Defense counsel Shafi Abdullah requested that the judge postpone the sentencing to a different day and asked for a break to prepare himself to argue his case. Judge Naslan allowed it and Najib was led into the witness room. The former PM was not allowed to leave the court as he had been convicted. While the judge was reading out his judgment, Najib looked stoic. He did not react when the judge found him guilty of all charges, merely slumping in the accused dock. Judge Nazlan did not grant Shafi his postponement and ordered that mitigation proceed. After almost more than two hours of back and forth between the prosecution and defense, the mitigation process ended. After which, Najib addressed the judge from the accused dock. He spoke politely, with a clear and steady voice. Here's what he said. So, young Arif, I would like to say in a nutshell that, as a Muslim, but let me say this once again. I did not demand the 42 million ringgit Nor was the 42 million ringgit offered to me, and there was no evidence to say so. I would like to say, I do not have knowledge of the 42 million ringgit. Court then took a 15-minute break for Judge Naslan to deliberate. During this time, Najib could be seen pacing in the accused dock. When Judge Naslan returned, he said he had taken into consideration all mitigating factors and into account public interest and the interest of the accused before coming to his decision. He sentenced Najib to 12 years in prison and 210 million ringgit in fine, five times the amount appropriated for violating the MACC Act. He also sentenced Najib to 10 years for each of the CBT and money laundering charges. All sentences are to run concurrently. Najib did not show any visible reaction when the sentences were read out. He listened calmly from the accused dock. The judge allowed a stay of execution and ordered that Najib's bail be increased by one million ringgit with two sureties by tomorrow. On top of that, Najib is to report to the police station twice a month on the 1st and the 15th. And with that, court ended. This podcast is produced, written, and mixed by Revati Supramaniam. Additional reporting by Bid Hong. Other recordings from the court are by Jeremy Singh and Hazmiza Hassan. I'm Patrick Teo.